Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed Young begins a new series titled, Woke or Awake, with a talk called Soft Serve. Pastor Ed will tackle a topic that's buzzing in our culture, wokeism. He's going to dissect this concept with a biblical lens, helping us understand it from a God-centric worldview. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Wokeism. A lot of people are scared to talk about it. Wokeism. I mean, some of us here would go, oh, I'm, I'm anti-woke. You might be in that crowd. I'm, I'm not woke. No, no, not me, Ed. Others of you would be like, I'm just dazed and confused about the subject. Hey, I'm here to tell you, it is confusing. I've, I've taken a deep dive into it over the last several months, and it's, it's hard to even for me to wrap my brain around. And, and, and I understand you're, you're, you're confused. Still others would go, uh, I'm sort of woke. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a Christian, but I'm not a racist, and, and, and I'm against anything that, that has that kind of hint about judging someone because of their skin color. And, and so maybe, Ed, I'm kind of splitting the difference. And still others here, others would be woke. You're like, you know, I'm woke. I talked to a guy yesterday in a coffee shop when I was studying for this message. He recognized me and I've talked to him a couple of times and, and he said, you know, Ed, I'm on the far, far, far left. I said, cool. I said, you know, I'm studying wokeism. He goes, man, I, I would really be interested in that. So I understand, and we're gonna have a conversation, an open and honest conversation about wokeism. I'm gonna argue God's side of the equation. When I Googled what it means to be woke, check this, check this definition out. Woke, someone who is alert to injustice in society especially racism. I read that, I go, that's me. I'm someone who is alert. I've got new glasses on too. I'm alert to injustice. I'm, I'm definitely uh, uh, f- for justice, right? And especially racism. Is there racism in the world today? Yes. Is there racism in our culture today? Yes. Are we against it, those of us who are Christ followers? Yes. So that sounds good. Everything's good. I guess I'm woke. Well, don't jump on that train so fast, Ed, because here's what wokeism does. I would argue it's sort of a religion. 
Wokeism takes terms that we're familiar with and they redefine them. Because what is racist to a woker would not be racist to those of us who were Christ's followers. What is social justice to the woker is not social justice to you and me. And here's where it gets very, very confusing. Like any cult though, there are cults out there. They take terms that we're very, very familiar with. They redefine them. A definition that, that I've come up with after reading a lot of brilliant Christian thinkers and also atheistic thinkers who are non-woke, here is what I've come up with. What is wokeism? It's an authoritarian worldview hmm, that seeks to deconstruct the foundations of our Christian faith by overwhelming, overpowering, and overthrowing those who do not adhere to its ideology. Wow. If I define wokeism in one word, paganism. If I had to define it in another word, pride. If I had defined it, if I had to define it maybe in two words, it would be moral superiority. Based on, check this out, race, gender, and sexual orientation. So, the moral superiority is if I'm woke, you're not. I am tolerant, but it's really neo-tolerance. I'm tolerant because of someone's race, because of someone's gender, because of someone's sexual orientation, and you're not. I'm woke and you're not, and if you're white, oh, you're even worse, because if I'm woke and you're not, you can never, ever be redeemed or forgiven of your sin of, air quotes, racism. Now the gospel tells you and me, of course, we're sinners saved by grace, once we, as I said earlier, turn from our sin and receive Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven, cleansed, power washed, not in the cult of wokeism. You're done. It's over if you're not woke. Wokeism is like this plant, kudzu. You ever heard of kudzu before? Kudzu, it's all in the in the south, it's in other places, it's an invasive plant from China. It grows up, it grows down, it grows here and there. Wherever you turn, it seems, there is wokeism. Corporations are pressured into being woke. Our educational system, not all, we have some awesome teachers and leaders here. Many, many, many of our schools and universities are woke. Sports, woke. Even churches are woke. Lisa and I were in Puerto Rico we were keynote speakers at this retreat. 75 pastors of the largest churches in North America were there. And I was sitting at a table with, with some of the pastors and I said, I just thought I'd spice up the conversation, you know? <laughs> I go, uh, hey, tell me what you guys are doing about wokeism. Are you talking about it? <laughs> no, no way, man. 
I'm not talking about that. It's just too controversial. Uh, I, I, just, I just preach Jesus, you know. I, I just share the gospel. That's what I do. I'm, I, Ed, you know, I don't want to do anything to turn anyone off. And they go, how about you? I go, oh no, I, I talk about it because people need to hear about it. I believe it's a satanic strategy. It's like trying to nail ice cream to a wall, but it's out there, it's, it, it's real. It's about pride, it's about moral superiority, it's about unforgiveness, it's about intolerance. So yes, I talk about it and then I thought, I wonder why so many churches and so many pastors don't talk about it. Number one, fear. We're fearful because pastors, you know, we're very insecure. I know I am. We want to be liked. I want people to like me. I really do. So I'm not going to say anything that would be a little bit controversial or offensive, but then again, I told you a second ago, the gospel is offensive. Think about that. You're a sinner, separated from God. God did something by sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins and rise again. So that in and of itself is, is offensive. So most church leaders, and you can see this on Instagram, social media, other, other platforms, they're afraid so they don't talk about it. They're afraid of getting unfollows. They're afraid of the heat. And they're afraid, you ready for this, that people will leave their church. That's just... That's just why many of us aren't talking about it. And furthermore, a lot of us don't want to do the homework and take a deep dive into it. You see, if I didn't take a deep dive into this, I would be like, yeah, uh, yeah okay, well, whatever, I hear you. But I'm telling you, it is a seductive, satanic strategy. And this is much bigger than being a Democrat or Republican. It's much bigger than government. It's much bigger than this and that or whatever. This is not some series where I'm trying to wrap the Bible in the American flag. No. This is a satanic strategy because in this strategy, just, just, just take a panoramic view here and have your prescription lenses on. The enemy himself is attacking all of these institutions. Just think about it. He's coming after you and me. I'll say it again, he's coming after the church. I'll say it once again, he's coming after Christ followers. And we see how this has played out. So we have a definition of it. We see what culture says about it. Face value, yes. Now we see what the real deal is. How though did we get to where we are? One of the things I'm gonna answer, I'm gonna try to answer as I do this overview opening talk, what is wokeism? Again, it's old school paganism. Again, it's about moral superiority. I could throw in two, you can throw this in. It's about reductionism. Reductionism. What's reductionism? I'm reducing you, that's what the wokeists say, just because of the color of your skin, your race, and let me stop here and say this. Race is a man-made construct. Let me say it again. Race is a man-made construct. I have a great friend of mine. He's African-American. It's a great place to clap. 
I'm not going to let wokeism seal this, but I, I have a great friend of mine who's African-American, and, and, and we, we were talking about our lives, and, and his name's Melvin. I go, Melvin, I want to ask you a question. When you see me, do you say, oh, there's white boy, Ed? He goes, no, I see Ed. I said, well, when I see you, I don't see, hey, there's black Melvin. I don't. I don't. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. The whole skin color thing is so, is so ridiculous. If you take, for example, a white guy like me and compare me to, let's say, my friend Melvin, African-American, it's 0.012 difference in our makeup. I'll say it again. Does that make sense? A 0.012 difference. The only difference is he has more melanin in his skin than I do. So, so the wokesters are going to do that? Has the sin of racism been in effect? Yes. Was it hellacious what has happened in our culture in the past? Yes. Are there instances of racism today? Yes. But I'm here to tell you the cure is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I've thrown out some things about wokeism, moral superiority, reductionism, it's old school paganism. How in the world did we get here? A friend of mine who's not a believer, I was talking to him in his store the other day, and we were going back and forth, and he was like, Ed, what's happened? I mean, he talked about his kids and the schools they were attending and, 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 and what they're involved with, and he's trying to protect his, his, his young teenage daughter. He goes, Ed, how did we get here? And so I gave him sort of a quick history lesson that I want to give you. Right, right, uh, uh, rapidly. But first, let me read scripture. It says in Ephesians chapter five, verses 14 through 15, I gotta take these lenses off, wow. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, that's what we're doing. 
than how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Let's throw out some names. Karl Marx, Frederick Nietzsche, Sigmund Freud. Karl Marx was a God-hater, atheist. He basically tried to tear apart the foundations of Christianity at every turn. His whole thesis was the world is made up by the oppressor and the oppressed. He wrote the Communist Manifesto. He breathed, this is paradoxical, the free air of London while a multi-schoolionaire friend bankrolled him. He spent his time in these British museums that were probably like coffee shops, theorizing. Well, here's the problem. Marxism has never worked. Study history, 110 million murders have occurred because of wokeism. But back in the day, it was called Marxism. But that's the engine that, that drives it. And what happened was people were all up in Marxism. Oh, this is the way to go. This is it. But then word got out about what was happening in Russia and what was happening in China. So a lot of the adherents jumped off of the Marxist train like rats off the Titanic. And they jumped into critical theory, the Frankfurt School, I'm talking about the 1800s and 1900s. And, and, and then they began to follow Frederick Nietzsche, who, who was a nihilist, meaning life is just absurd. He's the one that said, God is dead. And then he concluded, it's all about power. It's about a power trip. We're just dogs in heat. We're spawning salmon. The strong survive, and everything is a power game. So we have Marxism, socialism, communism, then you mix that up with Nietzsche and you have this, this whole power trip and then later we throw in Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud said everything's about sex. We're just sexual creatures, everything is sex, 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 sex. Why are we just one click away more and more from the sexualization of children? Why are elementary schools having drag queen shows and, and these pornographic books for kids. Two words, Sigmund Freud. Nietzsche was not a believer. Freud was not a believer. Now, and I'm, I'm giving you just the, the, the broad brush of this. So you have this kudzu and you have Marx and you have Nietzsche and you have Freud and, and now, you have this critical theory and this postmodernistic vibe which says truth is not absolute. Take professors. They grew up in the psychedelic 60s. I'm being general here. There are also some wonderful Christian professors. But just think about this for a second. Brilliant satanic strategy. These psychedelic 60s uh, men and women now are professors 
At colleges and universities, let's just talk about America, across our land. Are you, are you feeling me? And they've cut their teeth on this. They believe in this. They're anti-God. They're anti-Christian values. They're anti-absolute truth. So here's the game in academia. And academia always leans left. You gotta publish. You see, if I publish seven papers in seven years, I'll get tenure. So these communistic colleges have these professors who publish papers, and the papers do not have to be grounded in reality. I repeat, it could be fantasy file. It could be, and it is, crazy, ludicrous, and I'm not talking about the rapper, ludicrous theory. That was funny. (laughs) So they get published, and then they get tenure, and while they're doing all this, they're teaching your kids and mine. It's like a mission field, the colleges. All of this pablum. All of this Marxism. All of everything Nietzsche talked about. All, all the stuff that Freud talked about. And now, this postmodernist mentality, there's no absolute truth, now people receive it, believe it, take it in, and now they're heads of our corporation, from Nike to Patagonia. Now they own sports teams. Now they play for different teams. Now they're in the educational world, and you see where we are. It's that simple, but we've got to study this and own this and realize that we have the answer. And what's the answer? It's in these glasses right here. We have to adopt, see that? Adopt a biblical world view. Parents, I cannot imagine what you're facing with your kids. One of the keys is adopt a biblical world view. In other words, I'm built, you're built to put the lenses on of the Lordship of Christ and just like when I put these new lenses on, my perspective totally changes. I can see way back in the back. I can see the lights on the camera. I can see our media team warning me, stop, you're over time. I can see all of that now, but if I do this, I might go on for hours. (laughs) My identity and your identity is in Christ. It's in Christ. I'm not going to allow on my watch wokeism to define me because I don't have as much melanin in my skin as my friend Melvin, I'm not going to be judged by being a heterosexual male who's been married for 40 years. You know, we had Pride Month, why not heterosexual, monogamous Pride Month? 
Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues the series, Woke or Awake, as we learn what it means to have a biblical worldview. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless. God bless.